Welcome to Hack to Start, a podcast focused on interesting people and the innovative ways they achieve success. I'm Franco Variano. And I'm Tyler Copeland. Each week we speak with a new guest about how they created, hacked, and hustled their way to the top and distill their insights and experiences for you. The path to success isn't always linear. Hack, start, and repeat. This episode is brought to you by Breather. Find beautiful, practical spaces that you can reserve on the go. Ghost, a simple, powerful publishing platform that allows you to share your story with the world. And SoundCloud. Hear the world sounds. You're listening to episode 80 of Hack to Start. This episode features Jeff Needles, a business intelligent analyst at Meerkat, a platform for live streaming video. Tyler and I want to invite Jeff onto the show to share his story as an entrepreneur and what it's been like working at Meerkat. Jeff previously worked at This Week in Tech, a podcasting network, through a variety of roles. He then started to build more products in 2015 and is now helping develop innovative analytic solutions at Meerkat. Jeff shares how he got into startups how he started learning how to code, his approach to landing a job, and how to get more out of your data. This is an amazing episode you won't want to miss, so let's get to it. Hey, Jeff. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. So we like to start things off by getting to know a bit more about yourself. So where are you from? What did you study? And how did your passion for entrepreneurship develop? Sure. So I'm from the suburbs of Philadelphia. Went to school in Boston at Northeastern University, where I studied business, actually. Focused on finance, entrepreneurship, and management information systems. And from there, I went to California, where I am now. Entrepreneurship really has been a part of my life all along. My family has its own business. My grandparents all have had their own businesses. I've just always been immersed in the idea of like, you work for yourself, you work for something you want to do versus like the big business mindset. Wicked. That's that's awesome to hear. And so before we get kind of into exploring your current role with Meerkat, um, you know, how did you get into sort of, I guess, the tech world from school? What was, what were some of your first jobs? Sure. So one thing that's amazing and my favorite part and actually why I chose Northeastern was it's a co-op school, meaning that every student takes basically six month leave of absence from school to go work. So I did my first co-op in a more traditional tax accounting company. I realized, which was a great learning experience, I realized that wasn't for me. I did it at a big firm, uh, Grant Thornton. And then my second co-op, I actually went out and kind of developed my own where I'm contacted Twit This Week in Tech, uh, where I had my first job out of college and basically offered to intern for free there, went out, uh, had a great co-op experience, got into the tech media world, had a ton of fun, developed tons of new skills, and then uh, they ended up offering me a full-time position after graduation. That's awesome. So what what is This Week in Tech, just for those who might not know about it, and what were some of those positions that you occupied sort of uh, over the years? Yeah, so uh, Twit, or This Week in Tech, is a podcast network, funny enough, and they have about 20 to 25 shows, I'm not sure at this point, but it's a very large, very old, um, this is their 11th year of podcasting, focused on all areas of tech, tech news, how-tos, reviews, uh, Apple, Microsoft, Android-focused shows, all kinds of stuff. Cool, and so what were some of the biggest like challenges and opportunities you encountered, you know, within that organization? 
Yeah, so uh, working at Twit, I started, like I said, as an intern. I was actually sitting at the front desk. I did all kinds of very low-level stuff. I would help set up for shows. I would get coffee every now and then. I would do all the things that nobody else wanted to do. But then uh, with my business background and some of my more analytical predilections, you could say, I was helping CEO Lisa with some financial analysis things and some spreadsheets and some automation. And I kind of uh, rose up there as I worked in developing an internal system for managing scheduling and ads and all these things. And it kind of just blossomed and grew into all kinds of things. Uh, I worked on a podcast, actually. I was a producer for The Gizwiz, which a show, sadly, has been uh, discontinued at this point. It's actually gone independent, which is very interesting. Uh, you can see that at gizwiz.tv, I believe. Um, but yeah, so I've done tons of tons of stuff. That's awesome. It's pretty cool to have that kind of experience, you know? So you actually uh, also wrote a super interesting Medium post um, just a couple of weeks back, kind of titled, you know, 2015, the year of, my, you know, your personal IPO, um, which I found very cool and inspiring. So can you tell us a little bit more about sort of what prompted you to live your life in public, as, as you put it? Sure. Yeah. So I was playing on the name there, the IPO, my initial public offering, because 2015 for me was really the year where I started doing stuff like even through 2014 and working at Twitter in 2013 and things. I was on podcasts and I did some product reviews. And I mean, I was in public, but I wasn't like actively promoting social. I wasn't doing stuff on my own. It was always a part of something else. Um, so 2015, I'm not a thousand percent sure what really triggered it. But just even from the beginning of the year, you'll notice my Twitter account got active. All of a sudden, I've had one for a long time, but I never used it. Uh, I started Instagramming for the first time late last year. It was just a lot of fun. Um, and then, obviously, Meerkat came out, and there was no real reason I started it. I started it actually just like to be a demo on a show on Twit, just to sit there and have the camera point at me. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then um, I was actually driving back from a Costco with one of my coworkers and I was like, oh, I'll turn this on. And then I actually started engaging with people and like being this public person, even at that small of a scale. And it was just really awesome to talk to the internet and interact with people all over the world. And it was fun. Then I started doing it much larger scale. That's cool. And so part of that post too, you kind of go into explaining a little bit more and we'll link to it for so other people can check it out. But, um, oh, thank you. you know, part of the post, you kind of explain that, um, you know, you started building different products in, in, in 2015 um, with, with not necessarily like a technical background, but, um, you know, most of these products kind of leverage the Product Hunt API, which we're, we're a huge fan of Product Hunt. But I kind of want to ask, like, what's your approach towards teaching yourself the skills you need to build these things and, and just kind of coming up with new products? What kind of prompted that? Totally. So yeah, part of my publicness is definitely my making of things. I, I like to make things. I like to make things. In the past, I've always made things either for personal use or for whatever company I'm working for, making things and just having them use it and not really like having it be known that I can do this. And then in 2015, uh, I decided, hey, let's start doing things for everybody. And yeah, like you mentioned, Product Hunt API is fantastic. I started using it. I made five products, I think, this year using the product on API, and it's a lot of fun. It's really great. And for how I do it is really a lot of Googling. Like, I've come up from literally, uh, I'm very Microsoft-focused, and obviously with as a business intelligence analyst, like as an analyst, I've grown from using Excel, and I built some ridiculous spreadsheets to doing some light database work in Access, and then that I outgrew Access, so I learned, oh, how about actual SQL learning about SQL and deployments and all that things and 
interacting with SQL using Access at first, but then growing uh, into web development and all these things. And it's really the reason I learned by doing it is because when I'm trying to go through a tutorial or a step-by-step, I always find myself cheating. I always find myself just copying and pasting and being like, oh, I'll figure it, it worked. I kind of get it, whatever. But when I have to have an actual problem that I want to get to, I know the result I want and I can get to it in a way that I can make work. And then later I'll go back and optimize and do things probably quote unquote best practices and things like that. But really just learning by Googling, learning by following other people's examples, all these uh, things that get put together into a final product has it worked out really well for me. That's cool. And what have been some of the outcomes of, of developing all these products, you know, especially in this past year in sort of like a, a public way? Yeah. So obviously, uh, I said five of my products were the Product Hunt API. The sixth was with the Meerkat API. It's called Meerkat Stats. It's probably my most ambitious and largest project. Um, it definitely took the longest of all the things. It got me my new job, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And yeah, like a lot of things I've built have still been for personal use. It's like, oh, I have a need. But in building in public, it's moved from, oh, I have a need to, oh, I have a need and some other people have a need and some other people have feedback and they might use this and that's cool and I get to see how people enjoy the things I build. Let's not necessarily work on this together, but hey, maybe give me feedback along the way as I need design help because that is definitely not my area. I need uh, some feedback on UX, all these things, just try and break it, etc. And getting that input has been fantastic. I mean, if you just look at the things I built from like Random Hunt, my first product, uh, through my most recent, which would have been Peach Today, which is uh, probably the nicest from a usability standpoint, like it kind of works the best of all the things I built. It's just turned out to be really good. All of this also, I will blame Ryan Hoover, which is one of my favorite hashtags. He said that basically, if you can provide value for a service, it can help you in acquiring your job, which sounds like I wanted to work for Product Hunt, which isn't true. Obviously, Meerkat was the most prevalent of uh, that instance, but I just love the product on community and I like providing value and I, it's not hard for me. So Yeah, no, that's really, really cool. Um, so, so do you have any new projects that you're going to be launching or working on in uh, 2016? As of right now, I actually don't have anything in particular in development. I want to extend PH today probably a little bit, even in just before launch, like when I was getting feedback from the product and community and my friends and all these things, everyone was like, oh, this is really cool. It'd be really, really, really cool as a Chrome extension. And that's actually happened with some of my other projects too. I've never worked on a Chrome extension. So that's definitely something where my goal for whatever project it will be, whether it be PHT or something else, is I want to learn more about Chrome extension development. So maybe something in that area. But as of this second, I don't actually have anything like public external in development no that's cool i definitely look forward to seeing what you're able to build or if you build something uh this year so today you're currently part of meerkat so for those who may not know what is meerkat and how did you create the opportunity to work there sure so meerkat is a live streaming app it's a mobile app for ios and android at its simplest you go on you have two choices you can either stream whatever you are doing to the world and interact with your community or you can watch what other people are doing all over the world Like I mentioned earlier, I was a very early user. I think I was on in the first week because I saw it on Product Hunt. It kind of blew up at South By. I, at one point, was number two in the world on the leaderboard since I have dropped to maybe like eight or seven or eight. But essentially, I I just started using the product like crazy. I was using it. I think the first weekend I actually used it, 
it was 12 hours maybe like across two days, like four hours one day, but then eight hours just sitting at my desk in Petaluma, California, up in the middle of nowhere, just sitting there talking to the internet, walking to the grocery store. I, I still don't know why people were watching me, but they were and they were talking and it was an amazing experience. Uh, I went on to do some more ambitious things. I met amazing people in San Francisco, actually, where I, I hadn't actually been a big part of like the tech community here as much as I wanted to be. And that was part of my goals for 2015 was I want to get more involved. And I knew I was moving here because I, previously I was about an hour north. Yeah, um, the Founders Dojo. I'll give big props to Dave Grossblatt for not forcing me, but heavily encouraging me to do my 24-hour marathon which was me streaming live for 24 hours straight. It was insane. It was the first time it had been done. And it was so much fun. We went out, we went clubbing, we did all this stuff. It was amazing. And then things kind of snowballed. I kept doing it. I rose up the leaderboard, like I said. I got friendly with the people who worked at Meerkat. And as I decided that I was, yes, I was 100% definitely moving to San Francisco, I kind of had an inkling that I wanted to leave my role at Twit. And I signed my lease on a Monday morning. I put in my notice Monday afternoon. And then on Wednesday, Meerkat actually reached out to me, uh, wanted to talk, come in for a meeting on Friday. So I did. And I was basically like unemployed for two days, like where <laughs> I didn't know where I was working. That's crazy. It's always funny how things like that just line up. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was like a lot of people have speculated like, oh, you're doing all this just so you can work at Meerkat. But it really wasn't. I loved Meerkat community. Meerkat stats was something I built for myself as a broadcaster because I wanted to know who was watching me. I thought other people could use those insights, um, especially as the platform grew and grew. A lot more people wanted to get like value back from their streaming. So knowing who's talking to you, who you should target, etc. is very useful. It just worked out really well. So what's your day-to-day role like as a business intelligence analyst? And what role does this have within a startup? My day-to-day is very different every day. Uh, For the most part, I come in, we have either, it's either at this point, I'm coding uh, different analytical things, or we're talking about product things. And that's what's really different about this role at a startup versus a traditional company, or even like a mid-sized company, is that I'm heavily involved in multiple areas of the company and of the product, in giving feedback, in talking about support, and talking about this and that, and our social media, and all these things. Whereas at a traditional company, it'd be like, okay, come in, look at data, maybe make recommendations, maybe uh, like help gather the data, maybe figure that out. But for me, I think the experience has been super unique because I've been given a lot of autonomy, which was one of my favorite ideas of working at a company like Meerkat, that it's like you interact with the people that are making decisions and you interact with the top people and the stakeholders. And it's like, what do they want to know? Here's what you have figure out the middle, which is mm-hmm. great. You, you mentioned that you're diving a bit more into full-on development. Do you ever see yourself making the full transition? I don't from the standpoint of like, that's my job. Mm-hmm. But like in a lot of the things we're doing at Meerkat, we've been doing things very, I don't want to say differently, but we're doing, we're doing things very intelligently in terms of our analytics in order to get the most data back that we can. Because obviously we're not a huge team. We don't have like many, many people focused on analytics and focused on all these small little tests and all this stuff that could be done in a bigger company or even like a bigger startup. So what we have is a lot of raw data. And I've been doing a lot 
to basically transform that into valuable information. And I do that by coding, whereas some other companies might have a more traditional developer on that and have it more in the pipeline of like, mm-hmm. we're going to have the product send out more structured insights, but mm-hmm. I'm going to take the raw data and figure out the insights, if that awesome. makes sense. Yeah, no, that was, that's really cool. So, so what are the three things you'd recommend to others before they be- become a business intelligence analyst? The number one thing is to know what you're analyzing. Know the product, know how it works, know, even more importantly, how the data that you're looking at is generated. You might not need to go down to the technical level of like, oh, this is the code, here's the call that is sent to put this event into whatever tracking system you're using. You don't have to go that deep, but just knowing what you're looking at is super valuable and super important because, sure, every company has data. Every company has data that needs to be analyzed, Every company is a business, like that's universal, but knowing about the specific environment and the specific industry that you're in is super important. Uh, Number two would probably be something along the lines of being able to get the clearest, I don't want to say instructions, but the clearest vision or guidance from your stakeholders who you're analyzing data for is very helpful because that way you can focus your efforts and you can try and look for whatever they are trying to achieve. So knowing your KPIs, knowing the goals of the company, knowing your vision is very important. And three would just be to keep learning different ways to do the same analysis. So whether it be different technologies you use, studying different analytical platforms, looking at different analysis tools, all these things are super important because they're changing and you might be able to do something a lot easier or a lot more cost effective or a lot more efficiently using some third party tool than you'll be able to do internally like yourself. Those are some great recommendations. So you mentioned that 2015 was you know, a crazy year for yourself. So what were the biggest lessons you learned over the past year? Sure. So I'm going to bring it back to Ryan Hoover again. From that initial email he sent me in February being like, provide what value you can before you work somewhere. If mm-hmm. you can give value for free or you can, especially for community-driven uh, companies like Meerkat and Product Hunt, if you can know who else in a community is doing stuff and just being active is so important. And I've learned that so much more now than ever before. Just being active and being a part of a community is so important in your personal development, your professional development, all these things, just because it makes you better. You have people to compare yourself to. You have people to learn from. All these things, it just makes you a lot better at whatever you're doing. If you can help find bugs, like just reporting bugs at the base level is so valuable. If you can find an open source project and if you that's how you want to learn and that's how you want to grow in that community, report bugs, report typos for all that matters. Like it might seem nitpicky or whatever, but people appreciate having a better product out there and they appreciate you for making it better. If you go about it in a genuine way, like as much as you can help, just do it. So what's next for Meerkat in 2016 and maybe just the video streaming industry in general? So obviously I can't tell any super secret things, but what I can say is that uh, Meerkat's very focused on its community. We're all in on live streaming. We're just working on making it a better experience for all, making more people stream, making it an awesome product than ever before. Cool. Look forward to, uh, to seeing uh, you know the next the next couple of weeks and months uh, roll out as you guys continue to build that. Yeah. So, uh, what are some of the most uh, recent apps uh, you know you've downloaded or used, and uh, are you still playing Ingress? So Ingress, Ingress was my obsession before Meerkat. I so 
like I mentioned, I lived in Petaluma. Petaluma is a town 40 minutes north of San Francisco. It's middle of nowhere except for a few things. But I would walk around, and this was because my coworkers at Twit were very into it. I would walk miles and miles per day playing Ingress. If you don't know, Ingress is like a real world or alternative reality game, whatever you call it. You walk to places and you press a button on your phone. And it was an obsession. Literally, like, I spent all my time doing ingress because it was good. I was walking. I was getting my Fitbit steps, all these things. It was absurd. Meerkat came out. I was like, okay, I can spend hours walking or I can spend hours talking to people. So I spent hours talking to people, obviously. Ingress Me- is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Meerkat <laughs> beat ingress hands down. I haven't, I haven't opened ingress in so long. I was really good at it, too. Um, but you recently, should open it back up again. <laughs> No, that'd be dangerous. Um, <laughs> especially here in San Francisco, there's probably portals everywhere. Recently, I've been obsessed with Stolen. Uh, I had it in the beta period, and it just came out on App Store, obviously. It's going crazy. So Stolen, if you don't know, it's like trading cards, but for people on Twitter. So like, I can buy at Meerkat, and I can buy Product Hunt, and I can buy Ryan Hoover and Justin Bieber and all my friends, and I can be like, I own you. And you can give them little like nicknames and things, but it's a lot of fun. So that's stolen. Right now it's invite only. Obviously, Peach just came out. It's a lot of fun. It reminds me of Path. I like it a lot. I think I'm using it a little bit differently than a lot of people. Like, I'm only accepting people I kind of know, or like, it's less people than Twitter because it's obviously more of like a friend relationship, more so than a following follower relationship. And then there's an app called Pact that I've used for a little while now that I absolutely love. P A C T. It's for like fitness. The idea of Pact is pretty simple. You say, I'm going to go to the gym X times per week. For every time I don't go fewer than that X, pay Y dollars. So I say, I want to go to the gym three times a week. For every time I don't go, pay $15. So last night at 10 p.m., I was going to the gym because I didn't want to have to pay $15 for the week because mm-hmm. I only had two out of three days. That's and awesome. geolocation. It's great. So are there any recommendations on great content that you've read lately, like either a book, video, or a blog post? Sure. Uh, the first round capital, I think they call it their review, is amazing. They have some very long, very interesting things on product development and apps and markets. And if you're interested in venture capital or entrepreneurship, that's fantastic. The Hustle is one of my favorite all time. Now, it's not really news. It's like more of a blog, but it's closer to like a magazine. It's just interesting things. It's not always necessarily topical, but it's very interesting uh, in-depth. I don't, I don't want to call it reporting, but I'll call it storytelling. And it's really awesome. That's the hustle um, that actually came out of Founders Dojo, where I spent a lot of my time before Meerkat. And obviously, everything on Product Hunt Live is great. Uh, recently, there was the Product Hunt Live with Jack Dorsey. That was fantastic. Tons of great content. I have one of those if you want to go sign up. It hasn't scheduled yet, but I will do one eventually. That's awesome. So do you have any last thoughts or personal models that you live by and you think others should know about? So one thing I do in all my medium pieces, uh, you might have noticed, is I always start off with a some, I try and keep it somewhat relevant, uh, Steve Jobs quote. I call it my TLDR because it's like you could read this quote and you kind of get the same idea as what I'm going to say in the whole piece. My favorite one is obviously here's to the crazy ones um, as a quote. And I also try and live by Dr. Seuss's uh, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Just as like be yourself. Awesome, awesome quotes and and some great advice. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. It was awesome to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's about it for this episode of Hack to Start. You can find all the important links beneath the show. 
Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at hack to start and sign up for our newsletter to know about all the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and more. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.